the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. It's been a busy week here at Lloyd's List Towers. While I'm holding the fort here in an increasingly wet and wintry London, the rest of the team have been continuing their maritime world tour with stops in Dubai and Hong Kong over the past few days. Our man in the Middle East, uh, for this week at least, is Richard Clayton, who was topping up his winter tan in Dubai here in between, hosting our star-studded South Asia, Middle East and Africa Awards, and, and then going on to chair the latest in our series of Lloyd's List Smart Port Forums. Meanwhile, our China editor, Sishin Chen, and our Asian news editor, Vincent Wee, were in the thick of it at this year's Hong Kong Maritime Week. More importantly, of course, hosting Lloyd's List's eagerly anticipated innovation forum. Given that protesters had paralysed the transport network and practically shut down the city amid some fairly spicy altercations on the streets of Hong Kong, only a few days before the maritime community set out their stalls for this year's shipping showcase, it has to be said that we were unsure what to expect. So we're going to start this week's podcast with Sishin and Vincent for their insider's take on how things went down this week. To be honest, we were quite concerned, you know, before the week started, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, because of the current, uh, you know, social unrest. But surprisingly, I mean, the uh, the entire Hong Kong Marine Time Week, including our own event, uh, actually went uh, quite well, I mean, with a, uh, a very satisfying uh, turnout. So I do appreciate the uh, spirit and the unity of from the uh, local shipping community? Well, it was a busy week, uh, tell you that, and I mean, kicked off in a typical Hong Kong fashion with uh, sort of financial aspects of it, uh, being a major financial center in Asia as well, apart from being a shipping and maritime hub. Uh, Kicked off with, um, you know, a realization or or acknowledgement from government that uh, not only are times tough now, but we're facing a lot of competition as well, mm-hmm. and they're taking very proactive steps to to actually address that. Uh, you know, obviously, well known the the, the sort of uh, friendly rivalry, if you like, or even a, a competition between Singapore and Hong Kong uh, for a lot of the same people or the same companies. Um, they've taken it, you know, sort of right right to the competition, uh, gone right down to zero with uh, ship leasing finance. That's announced right on the uh, uh, first day of the event, uh, uh, the week itself. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, this is uh, something uh, you know, in, gen- in generally welcomed by the local shipping communities. Uh, however, uh, there are concerns uh, from some of the uh, you know ship owners here uh, because obviously, you know, the government plan or. Uh, the um, to be enacted legislation is basically will um, uh, sort of treat the leasing companies as the owners uh, who will uh, enjoy the uh, tax exemptions um, for their uh, you know charter incomes. Mm. Uh, that is going to bring more shipping activities to uh, to Hong Kong. However, we have to uh, realize that uh, you know, yes, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of the the leasing companies, especially uh, the Chinese leasing companies, are actually acting increasingly like ship owners. Uh, 
uh, with the you know uh, rising uptake uh, of operate leases. However, um, the fact that uh, you know their borrowing cost is significant significantly lower than the traditional owners mm. uh, should also uh, be noticed. So that actually give uh, rise to concerns uh, of some of the local ship owners about uh, you know their uh, future competitiveness mm. uh, when when it, when it comes to you know uh, to compete with the uh, the Chinese leasing companies. Uh, but 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 on the other hand, you know uh, that said, um, you know the if, if this legis- uh, if this law uh, you know gets passed, it will actually uh, you know get the uh, Chinese leasing companies uh, to sit close to sit closer with the uh, local ship owners, uh, which you know will provide them uh, you know uh, more, more business opportunities. Uh, for example, you know the local owners might uh, be able to get more business to manage the assets, to manage the vessels uh, of the leasing companies, or you know set up joint ventures. Um, I mean that's an interesting uh, development. Despite the uh, concerns, I guess from the from the from the local uh, you know fraternity, I mean it's it, it's a positive view in the sense that uh, you know this is a long term view of Hong Kong continuing to be a centre of Asian ship finance. Surely, yes. I mean, in in, in general, uh, overall, it is a good thing for Hong Kong as a you know shipping hub, and also. I think it's it's in general a good thing for the local shipping communities because you are basically uh, you know going to bring in some uh, you know leading players nowadays in, mm. in in shipping and not only as the you know ship finance entities but also increasingly as a ship owning entities. Mm. Uh, it's just that uh, you know obviously there there will be some concerns you know uh, from the local owners' perspective in terms of their competitiveness. Uh, but you know, uh, I mean, it's it's overall uh, a positive uh, development. Um, I mean, I think the other big uh, theme, Richard, is is actually um, the realization of the ship owners, um, the, the the very practical uh, approach to things that they they're taking here. Uh, you know, sort of stems from many of the ship owners here who are you know sort of multi generational uh, ship owning families. Uh, this this came up in in actually the um, uh, digital transformation uh, 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 panel that uh, and, and various other panels that also touched on technology, uh, digital disruption, and, and the various uh, uh, things that uh, are going or, or, or um, themes that are going through the industry uh, worldwide. Mm. Um, realization that um, you know we need to do something about it. Uh, technology is upon us; uh, we can't run away from it. Um, Possibly a, a recognition that uh, uh, Hong Kong may not have the incentives as much as some of the other competitors I mentioned earlier, uh, with much more sort of government um, um, impetus or uh, inspiration, shall we call it, uh, in terms of uh, financial incentives and so on, but um, still relying and still believing in, in the strength and resilience of the, the city and its people, mm-hmm. and um, the innovation, the innovativeness of uh, the community to um, come up with the solutions that are needed. I think 
the important uh, the, the importance is that uh, you know the, uh, the the current challenges, uh, whether it's from the you know economic side or from the political side, is actually pushing, or, or, or to some extent forcing uh, the government as well as the business uh, community to actually uh, move faster mm. uh, if they want to actually sustain Hong Kong as a you know leading. Um, a shipping hub. Um, this is uh, something that is really important. I mean, of course, there 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 were sort of you know uh, com complaints and the worries. I mean, you know, some some of the people are are not quite happy that uh, you know uh, the, the the organizer of the LMC event actually you know replaced the uh, you know lunch buffet with a box of sandwiches, uh, which probably shows the uh, frugality of the government. Uh, uh, but, but but you know, uh, but but th th there are some sort of you know uh, big concerns. I was talking to one of the uh, you know uh, guests uh, from 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 from, uh, from from Europe. Actually, you know, uh, they were they were a little bit worried about uh, sort of the sustainability of the uh, rule of uh, the the, the judicial the independence of Hong Kong, mm. which they believe is the uh, cornerstone. Of a uh, you know uh, of the continued uh, uh, property pro uh, of Hong Kong as a maritime hub, but um, uh, you know we, we do see sort of progress being made, and hopefully uh, you know these uh, the current sort of uh, political conundrum will not uh, you know uh, uh, affect you know the government ability. Uh, to sort of uh, pass, uh, you know, more supportive uh, laws and regulation that will support the maritime industry here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, the last few lines of uh, um, the transport and housing uh, secretary's uh, speech uh, actually sum it up really well. Uh, he says, you know, no, 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 um, sort of uh, uh, worries at all. Um, Hong Kong's gone through difficult times. No, no, no hiding from that fact. Hong Kong's gone through difficult times, but along with that has come the said this concluding remark that despite difficult times in the past, every time Hong Kong has emerged stronger and more resilient than ever, and you know, uh, giving the the sort of affirmation that hand on heart, I'm confident that Hong Kong will overcome and rise again. I mean, you can, you can kind of pass it off to being a political speech or not. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I sincerely believe that uh, everybody from the Secretary himself down, right mm. through the community, uh, sincerely believes every word of that. So, uh, you know, beyond the, uh, the the twin factors of, of, of decarbonisation, digitalisation, some fairly delicate uh, political context and, and background, as long as the sandwiches are okay, I think, you know, we've got a pretty bright future <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, they, 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 they've been talking, uh, as, as all Hong Kong people do, and all, you know, every good sort of business-minded shipping person does. Uh, there were the usual conversations about asset values, uh, where the market's going on different asset types, um, you know, what are we going to do about uh, um, um, different equipment coming on board, and how technology and... Um, the, the, the quick introduction of technology is actually helping um, the actual physical uh, ship sales market. Mm. So, you know, 
Hong Kong being the city it is, uh, you're never far from making business. You're never far from thoughts about how we're going to make money out of this. Mm. And um, that's that's certainly not changed either this year. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that the uh, the Hong Kong spirit lives on. Um, but for now, um, Sijin and Vincent in Hong Kong, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Richard. I'm with Richard Clayton, our chief correspondent, who has been out in Dubai this week, uh, finishing off the international uh, expedition of uh, the Lloyd's List News team. Richard, you were out hosting our, our South Asia Middle East Awards, but uh, also chairing our Smartports Forum. What's um, What was the, uh, the vibe like out in Dubai this week? It's very interesting as the Middle East. I think it's a, a region that's overlooked. Um, there's so much talked about Europe and, and Asia and the Americas that when you go to the Middle East, I'm, I'm surprised by how much is going on there, but I shouldn't be. It's a vibrant region. It has its own issues to solve. But I think in terms of shipping, when you look at the size of uh, India, and the and the potential of Africa and the Middle East is right there in the middle. It's it's a really interesting and and um, I think a, a significant region for us to become more involved there. Mm. No, I think you're right. I think uh, you know we are too often overlooking. Uh, a lot of the very interesting things that are actually happening on the ground out there, it's, it's always interesting to attend uh, events in Dubai and uh, Abu Dhabi and, uh, you know, our own awards, you know, really showcase quite how much innovation is actually happening in companies uh, based in the region this week. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the uh, the discussions you were having in the Smartports uh, Forum, which I think, you know, really picks up on some of those uh, themes and, and, and you have some very interesting speakers talking about, you know, the, the future of logistics and ports. What, what, what were the sort of key takeaways from that event? Well, one of the interesting things I did learn is... Um, They've got no problem with space. So you can develop a port or you move a port or you invest in a, in a, in a key piece of infrastructure in a way that you just can't do in the, in the so-called old world. So they're bringing in um, new technology, new innovation ideas, and not just um, plonking them down on whichever port they've already got, but saying... In the next generation or the generation after that, how would we like our shipping and our inland transportation to be coordinated within uh, the hub that is the port? So they're, they're bringing in new technologies. So I think um, Europe, particularly, maybe Asia, should be looking at what the Middle East ports are doing because they've got the space, they've got the money, and they've got the innovation to really create something very, very um, futuristic. And we should be looking at that in Europe and in the Americas. Mm. I, earlier in the podcast, I was talking to uh, Sijin and, and Vincent out in Hong Kong. Obviously, they've been out and about in, in, in Asia this week. Uh, talking similar themes, digitization, decarbonization, these seem to be the, uh, the big um, overriding macro um, topics that are, are really focusing everybody's attention uh, you know, across the world. But it's interesting to see the, the regional differences in terms of how these problems yeah. are being tackled. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously in Hong Kong, there's a political context in terms of how that innovation is manifesting itself and, and, and really sort of Hong Kong's focus in terms of what it needs to do to get ahead. But as you say, in the Middle East, uh, you know, existing ports, uh, you know, really are leading 
the way in terms of uh, you know efficiency and have been for many years. But this issue of digitization and how the ports fit into the the wider globalized integrated supply chain that's the problems that they're dealing with, and it, it really is. Uh, a question of them coming up with um, sort of local solutions, but on an international basis. Of course, there is a, a big political dimension in the Middle East, and it's important that we kind of bring that on board as well. However, I think they do think in a global uh, global way. They they are well aware that they're right in the middle of the east-west trade routes, so they need to be able to handle um, ships coming from Asia, ships coming from Europe, um, and the whole regional structure. I I was I was uh, um, influenced when I was putting my my preparation together for this. Uh, the port of Jebel Ali is the largest port from anywhere between say Cape Town and and Kolkata uh, at one side and Senegal all the way down to Madras in the in the other side. It's a huge region, uh, and you know it's served by some extremely innovative um, ports and terminals but the political dimension is important because they need to grow and yet there's a port 50 miles down the coast that also needs to grow and the danger is that they start taking cargo from each other yes. rather than exploring the potential that lies to the east and to the west yes and therein lies the problem for for all ports it's not just a question of you know how they operate in isolation this is this is a question of how they uh, embed themselves in the in this very integrated supply chain but it, it's not as simple as the uh, the technologists would make out there is always um, you know the backdrop of politics and economics that don't necessarily make sense to the uh, to the technologists of the world yeah, you can't look at the, the economics in a vacuum. The, the political dimension actually does kind of tinge the edges of that. I, I would like to share with you something else that I think is very important. Mm. Um, while I was in Dubai, I had the honor of giving the Lifetime Achievement Award to a lawyer at uh, in Scordendad's, a lady called Rita Janssen. Uh, and Rita is not... Um, we didn't reward uh, award her this this um, uh, prize because of the the legal side, but because of all the what I call the softer skills. She's a, a tremendous encourager uh, and, and an inspiration and a role model to women throughout that Middle East region, uh, and to younger people and to people at the the start of their uh, professional careers. And she brought her family. Mm. And I'm really pleased she did because you could see how important this uh, this award was, not just for the industry, but also for the the, the community um, that she represents. There were there were um, professional women there who came to me afterwards and says, "I'm so pleased you you uh, honoured the work that that Rita has been doing." So it's it's it was a bit of a an unusual award to give, but I'm so pleased I did. And and coming after um, us giving the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award in the Americas to Kathy Metcalf, um, who who inspires from different reasons, I, I think it's it's really interesting how the women are starting to to have a real influence in our industry, and it's it's good for Lloyd's List to to support them in this way. Absolutely. Well, these regional wars were, were set up precisely with that in mind. You know, we, we, we get into the region and we, we celebrate excellence within the shipping industry where we find it. And uh, to, to that extent, it's been a it's been a really 
uh, I think good season uh, of these events. You know, we've had the Middle East, we've uh, we've had our Asia Pacific Awards only only last month, and uh, yet to come. Is, uh, is is Europe? We're going to be holding our awards in London on December the 10th, along with our Outlook Forum. Um, a few spaces left for that, so uh, any listeners uh, in London on December the 10th that uh, want to register, if you get in now, I think we can just about find you a, a space. But uh, do get in quick because the spaces are filling up quickly, and uh, we would be delighted to have you along for the uh, for the Europe Awards in the evening of the December the 10th. Again, uh, see Lloyd's list for details. Anyway, for now, um, Richard, um, uh, safe travels back to London from Dubai, but thank you very much for joining us this week and uh, we'll be back to you next week from London.